Hey, everybody, it's six o'clock. Yay! You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. And it's six o'clock, it's time for the happy hour. The happiest hour of two hours of comedy that ever comedied on the radio. Ever, in the history of ever. And after this tonight, I'm very excited to announce that it is the triumphant return of Karaoke Clubhouse. Oh, yes, back in the day, my very first show here when it used to be Pirate Cat Radio. So this is back in like 2008 and 2009, I had a show called Karaoke Clubhouse. This is before I even thought about doing comedy. It was just, a, it wasn't even an inkling in my mind. And we used to sing, and the tagline is, you don't sing with the radio, you sing on the radio. God, I'm such a genius. I'm eating a lot of pot food, so this is going to be fun tonight. I'm have a good time. Uh, I have one new joke that happened today. It's, of course, everything's real. Uh, I was walking here, and I get catcalled a lot, especially, and I know I've got a cute outfit on today. All right, all right. You don't have to tell me 15 times, everyone. Uh, but a guy yelled at me. He yelled, puta cabra. And I know just enough Spanish to not know if that's a compliment or a catcall, or it's it means goat whore, which... Is a great metal band, actually. I don't know if you've ever heard of Goat Whore. There's a whole goat series. There's Floating Goat, there's Goat Whore, there's all these bits. So I was like, Goat Whore, Puta Cabra, wow, that's. And I, so I smiled, I smiled at him. And then he said some other things. I don't understand enough Spanish, right? But I understand enough that I had to stop dating uh, young white guys. I started dating young Mexicans because uh, I was tired of uh, the white guys calling me mommy. <laughs> I needed something different. I have one joke in Espanol, and then we'll get this started. Uh, ¿Qué pasa en tus pantalones? Una fiesta en mis pantalones, y todos vienen. Ah! I know just enough Spanish to be a total problem, which is why puta cabra sounds pretty good to me. Goat whore? Yeah, that's gonna. I'm gonna get that tattooed on my stomach, like in those big thug letters, right? Like a norteño. Puta cabra. Uh, okay. All right, I'm going to run around and turn the music up. Uh, and then while I'm doing that, clap wildly for your first comedian of the night, everybody. Kelly Evans! Yay! Yay! Okay, I am constipated. Pardon me. Um, thank you. Uh, were we not supposed to share that? Um, Anyway, what's going on? It's probably because I eat a lot of fast food. I love uh, Taco Bell. Is anybody else fan? Is that fast food? Yeah, we do it. And then no, SF. We're all healthy people. You're a chef. You have an excuse. The rest of you people, I've seen you. You garbage people. I know you eat horrible food too. I don't. I'm not judging you. And I feel like you're judging me though. That's fine. I uh, I'm not ashamed of it. I like it. It's good. Taco Bell, like once every two weeks on average. McDonald's once every three. Uh, I don't need to discuss the schedule. Anyway, the point is, I, <laughs> I go a lot, and uh, I don't know if you know this is about bathrooms uh, in fast food places, and maybe it's only in the Bay Area, but for some reason, they are heavily secured. They, I mean, they are, on, they are locked down. It's a ridiculous process you have to go through. Like, I don't know what they're protecting, because it's just covered in piss. There's so much piss everywhere it really it's like it's like michael j fox was in the bathroom before i mean really can you just get rid of some of the piss you know but so i if i had to go to the bathroom at the other day and um you know you have to get somebody involved like you gotta go to the counter 
to get a key because that's where they keep it. It's behind the counter. And it's embarrassing. To, you got to talk to somebody about it because there's only one reason you need to use the bathroom at a Taco Bell, right? Heroin. You got to do heroin. And uh, no, you got to shit yourself mostly. It's almost like you feel it's close, you know? It's an emergency. And so now they know, you know? And the guy's like, oh, I don't know where it is. You know, it's uh, around here somewhere, which is a patently ridiculous idea because it's attached to a three-foot fucking ladle okay it's such a big utensil how can you not find it all right why is there even a ladle at taco bell you know that you don't serve soup i don't understand anyway i shat my pants is the point um we're gonna skip through that joke because i don't want to do the rest of it and fuck that um that was a lot of energy to expend yeah not really no um what was i gonna talk about oh uh I, my friend has been setting me up on dates recently my friend Jessica, um, and she's very bad at it. She is not good at all. I don't know who any of these people are. It's a bad match. It's just like, it's the kind of effort I put into eating leftovers. I'm like, fried rice doesn't really go with lasagna, but this is all that there was, you know? We're putting them together. And so she paired me up with a uh, cage-fighting woman uh, who had just graduated from an anger management program. I'm gonna say too soon. I'm gonna say too soon. <laughs> yeah, she was a bit, she was aggressive. She was a bit aggressive. Um, and uh, she was an oversharer too. She liked to share a lot of intimate details about her life. But then she also said like hella at the end of every sentence, which is a weird way to take in very serious details about somebody's life. Like I had hella learning disabilities when I was growing up. I was like, <laughs> what, okay. At one point, she's like, I got a hell of a big C-section scar. You want to see? I was like, sure. And uh, we actually dated for two months. We, uh, she was right. It was very big. It was hella big, actually. Um, do, you think, uh, do you think Mary had an orgasm when she conceived Jesus? Anybody else? I don't, really. I feel like God's probably a selfish lover, right? Like I feel, He's like, worship me. Let's spend every weekend together. You know, like that. Seems like he demands a lot and doesn't give too much, really. And, um, you know, I just imagine the conversation. She's like, are you going to go down on me? And like, eh. and he's like, oh, that's not in the book. I, we don't do that, so saith the Lord. She's like, well, can you at least explain to people how I got pregnant? She's like, oh, I hear some prayers somewhere. I, I got to go. Good luck. And uh, that was it. Anyway, that's my time. Thanks a lot. Have a great night. Kelly Evans, everyone. Yay. God's a dick. Woo. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. This is a, we've got a really great show tonight and I'm, you know, just over the moon at all these comedians that are here. Put your hands together for your next one. It's John Alcabez. Yay. Hey, what's up you guys? How you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing okay. Um, I got a massage the other day, and the lady told me that I have an infinite amount of stress. <laughs> she told me that, the professional masseuse. Fake Russian accent, too. So, yeah, it was jarring. She might as well have been like, the problem is coming from inside of your soul. Like, okay, <laughs> cool. Um, I, you guys gonna drink tonight? Is it, oh, it's Friday night, oh. yeah, hell yeah. I like, I feel like alcohol and bars are so unique, cause like, a bar is the only place that you can get kicked out of for buying too much of the thing they sell. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
you can go to the beer store and have to buy too many beers. And they're like, you got to go. Like, you can't get kicked out of a Honda dealership for buying too many Hondas. <laughs> but drunk people are so annoying that they override the rules of the free market. I think that's pretty cool. It's also fun when you're out in like the marina or North Beach or something and someone's being told like, you've been overserved because it's like, yeah, you've been overserved for the past 28 years, biatch, but is that better if I say biatch rather than bitch? <laughs> Just thinking about trying out biatch. I feel like people, everyone's kind of let biatch go, but I might. Um, you guys all doing your part to stop Asian hate? Woo! So everyone, yeah? I am. I'm. What I do is um, every month I give this Asian lady eleven hundred and thirty-six dollars. Um, and she, yeah, she's my she's my landlord, but that's not the reason. I feel like I would be giving it to her anyway. Is that? Can I say that? Is that joke? I never know. Sometimes I'll tell a joke and I'll be like, I wouldn't like it if one of you guys fucking said that. I don't know <laughs> why. I'll, I'll bow to the cancel mob, though. I don't care. Some, some comedians are like, I will, I will not bow to the woke mob. I, whatever the woke mob wants, it, it gets from me. Do you want a glass of water, woke mob? Um, anyway, let's see. I, uh, I need to figure out a way to make some money. That's just a fact. Um, it's not really cutting it right now. And I had a friend who she used to like sell her used panties to like weird dudes she met on the internet. Or I don't know, weird, whatever. I'm not here to judge. The, the passionate. They, they would buy her used panties though from her on the internet. And I was like, could I get in on that? Could I do something like that? I mean, I don't really wear panties. I would have to buy panties first. But you know, got to spend money to make money. Um, and... The reason is because, like, I've had friends who have done all, like, all different types of sex work, but I, the other, most of the, most of the kinds, like, I couldn't do, like, I just don't want anyone in my holes, please and thank you. But with the panties one, it seems like most of that job is just, like, going to the post office. You know what I mean? Seems like, like, I can do that. I can, I can go to USPS. I can, I can download Zelle. Let's go. I mean, not, it's not the bet. It's not, I don't love it, you know? The post office. It's kind of annoying. Do you think that's part of it, though, for the guys that are buying panties from young ladies on the internet? Like, the, part of the sexual fantasy for them is imagining the girl all frustrated at the post office? <laughs> like, yeah, you just waited in line A for half an hour, but now you gotta wait in line B. Okay. Um, all right, it's been my time. Thanks, guys. Land as we stand. God Alchemist, everyone. Hooray. Oh, that's a delightful thought of young girls waiting in line. Your next comedian, uh, he's a young man. I'm sure he waits in line, too. Put your hands together for Jared Cena. This is Beirut. Try to comprehend. Check out my new suit. All right. How's everybody doing tonight? Woo! Let's go. I just got fired, everybody. Woo! Yeah, man. That is fucking bullshit, all right? I didn't deserve to get fired, all right? I got to be honest, all right? All right, yeah, I wasn't the perfect worker. Yeah, okay, I was late once, and yeah, I didn't do everything she, my boss asked, and yes, okay, I did yell at a 12-year-old until he fucking cried and screamed. But you know what? It was worth it. I feel like li little remorse, like zero remorse at all. Fuck children. Fuck children. Fuck children. Fuck your age group. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, um, uh, 
Like I have I, I have no remorse, guys. Like if I could like push a button that would make like TikTok, Roblox, and anime disappear, like I would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That yeah, they would fucking squirm at that, right? <laughs> yeah, like like I don't really get like okay, because they're younger than me, I'm supposed to be the bigger person. Like, first of all, most children are already fucking bigger than me. <laughs> like I am I am a f I am not a man. I don't know if you guys can tell. Like I am I am very short. All right. Like if I was a car, like I'd be like a fucking Hot Wheel. All right. I like not even a real car. Like that's who I would be as a transformer. All right. And honestly, twelve-year-olds are not gonna take me seriously. Like of all people, like like when a twelve-year-old sees me, mostly they just like size me up. Like they just like holy shit. This adult is smaller than me. And they just like, like size me up like it's a UFC fight. Or like I'm like a fish in a fishbowl. Uh, so yeah. So, so yeah, I'm getting bullied by seventh graders, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, yeah. And um, you know, one day I just fucking had it and I just yelled at a kid. Yeah, and uh, I lost my job. Now I'm back doing stand-up comedy. Uh, back at it after two years um, in the pandemic. Um, and it's been really, uh, it's been uh, cool. It's been a good release. Um, it's, uh, um, uh, especially because I've been having like a really, really hard time with my life. Like, um, just going to stand-up comedies, or stand-up comedy, uh, just going to open mics and just bombing the shit out of my five-minute set. It, even if I'm not doing good, it just feels fucking great. Um, okay, okay. Um, but uh, thanks, Daniel. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, but stand up has honestly hasn't even been going that great so far. Like uh, last Monday, like I got like rushed on stage for like the first time. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, uh, yeah, like, okay, so like during the middle of my set, some lady was like, I'm going to my Uber, all right? And I yelled back, like, have a great night. And then, she, and then like, and then apparently that was rude to her. So she comes up to me and she was like, you know what? That's fucking rude. So like during the middle of my set, I just told her to shut the fuck up really loud, all right? And you know what? I don't feel bad about that at all. Like, no remorse about that. Just like the 12-year-old. Fuck that lady. Like, okay, it was, okay, I was performing on Valentine's Day, all right? This lady had a boyfriend, and I was doing stand-up comedy on Valentine's Day, all right? That five minutes on set, or that five minutes on an open mic is all I fucking had. Like, what if, like, her and her boyfriend was having sex, and I just barged into the room, and it was like, hey, that's fucking rude. Like, <laughs> Like, she wouldn't like that either, right? All right, uh, that's my time, guys. Thank you, everybody. Good night, Mutiny Radio! Like Denzel, Richard Dale took his beat. Cena, Jared Cena. Mussy dropped and split his weight with the heater. His safe part was all fucked up. All right. Hey, our board ops here, everybody. Perkins Warbeck is in the house, which is very exciting. Perkins Warbeck, at your service. Perkins Warbeck is from every Wednesday, 6 to 8. Gates of Delirium, exciting. And I'm gonna be running our board, which is great, so that I can host from the stage. Yay! Hi, it's so nice to see all your smiling faces. And your next comedian, very funny. Clap your hands together for Dan Lewis, yay! Thank you, Pam. All right.
Are we on? Are we on here? Just quit my job. Yeah, managed to yeah, manage to Pete co Pete's coffee. And I was like, I know I gotta quit my job when firing Jared is the highlight of my life. He should go work for uh, where is he? Did he leave? This isn't gonna work if he's if he's not here. I was gonna roast him a little bit more. He's hiding. All right. He should work at Starbucks, not Pete's, because there he can say he's tall. I'm sorry, that's not right. I should leave. Uh, he's take, he can take his lumps like the rest of us. Thank you, Kelly. Ah, <laughs> uh, you guys. Uh, you guys ever had uh, one problem of yours cancel out another problem? Recently, I had my depression. It canceled out my hypochondria. It was pretty cool. It's amazing how hypochondria can be cured by something so simple as wanting to die. It's kind of nice. Like, I found a lump when I was, like, washing the shower, and I was like, oh, shit, oh, shit. What if it turns out to be nothing? <laughs> what am I going to do then? All right. What else are we talking about? Kelly was talking about stop Asian hate. I agree. Uh, the other day, I was uh, hiking. Oh, shit, now I can't do the joke, because like, you can't mention Asians up front, because that was, like, supposed to be buried in the joke. <laughs> I decided to use it as a trans transition, and I'm like, wait, you can't do it that way. I'm going to tell the joke anyway. Uh, you guys, I hate mountain bikers is actually who I hate. I don't know about you guys. Anybody mountain bike here? I'm sorry if you do. I hate it. It's just like they come zooming by you. You're trying to enjoy nature in the morning, and they just zoom by you. Their ponytail is flapping in the wind. They never say thank you or excuse me or anything. I hate it. I always give them a dirty look. The other day, I saw a group of mountain bikers getting ready to go out on the trail, and I was about ready to give them a dirty look, and I noticed they were all Asian. And I realized I can't give them a dirty look now. I was like, God, I hate racism. Gets in the way of the hatred that I want to express right now for mountain bikers. Um, what else, you guys? Anybody else have trouble spelling diarrhea? Right? I don't know why I can't commit it to memory. I need a computer to help me spell diarrhea. It's incredible. Tough to spell. Easy to do. Tough to spell, easy to do, so there's a disparity there for sure. Constipation is the toughest to do, but it's kind of medium to spell. Poo is medium to do, but easy to spell. I feel like it should be, the word for constipation should be diarrhea. And the word for poo should be constipation. And the word for diarrhea should be poo. I'm just thinking out loud here, you guys. Just spitballing. Uh, uh, I always want to be a morning pooper. I don't know about you guys. Any morning poopers out there? Like, I was like, just get out of the way in the morning. It's over for the day. I love that. It's always been frustrating for me. I used to poo about 3 p.m. Uh, that was when I lived on the East Coast. Uh, now I poo about noon. Uh, think about moving to Hawaii, you guys. Uh, I feel like I poo about 9 a.m. there. I'd be in good shape. Can't keep going west, though. That's, you cross the international date line. Next thing you know, you're pooing every tomorrow night. <laughs> it's not that great. Uh, what do I want to do here? <laughs> The other day I was at this restaurant and I ordered uh, uh, carnitas, you know, and they were like, uh, they were like, would you, uh, you can add protein for $2. I'm like, I'm already ordering a pile of protein and they're saying they're adding, I love how they say add protein as though you're doing something healthy for yourself. <laughs> you know, like, you want to add some protein for this, you know, for the weightlifting you'll be doing right after this. Um, I think that's funny how they put that. Let's keep moving. Uh, you guys, I think ageism is like the weirdest form of bigotry in a way because it's like, we all have to admit that getting older is bad. And it's, it's unique that way, you know? Like, we don't say that about any of the other subjects of bigotry, you know? 
Like you can't, nobody with a straight face can be like, listen, I'm entirely against racism, but we got to do something about grandma because she's not getting any whiter. Uh, <laughs> thanks, you guys. Appreciate it. Daniel Lewis. Daniel Lewis. Daniel Lewis, everyone. I love poop jokes. I've I've been sober this month, and one of the main uh, exciting, unexpected benefits is solid poo. (laughs) Uh, I went went to number two the other day, and it curled around the bowl. Uh, I went number six. (laughs) It was was huge. Uh, Your next comedian, super excited to bring him up. Put your hands together, everybody, for Anthony Mitchell. Anthony Mitchell. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I love Mutiny Radio so much. I love the whole Bay Area open mic scene. You guys are just so kind and so welcoming to a new comedian like myself. I mean, it doesn't matter how transphobic or racist the things I'm going to say tonight are. I know you guys have my back. And for that... I appreciate you. Uh, If you haven't already noticed, my left arm is a bit uh, smaller than my right, and while some people may refer to it as me having a baby arm, I refer to it as me having too much pity sex. And I mean like way too much pity sex. It's just gone to a point where I have to say, hey, get off me, grandma. I'm trying to get to work. And so I suffer from this rare neurological disease, and uh, it's caused a lot of ailments in my life, but uh, most frequently, or most consistently, I uh, have seizures at nights, and it's like late, late at night. So it'll be late, late at night, and the lights will turn off, and I'll just get down. It's okay, you're allowed to laugh at my pain. I actually encourage every I actually encourage everyone to make fun of others with disabilities too. They're a tough crowd. Don't worry. They've been through a lot. They can handle it. Besides, it's not like they have anything to live for. <laughs> and one thing about having a more visible disability like myself is that other people with disabilities always want to be my friends. Whether it's people in wheelchairs or people who wear their masks alone in their car. Full spectrum. They're always very friendly to me. And I really want to give back. I want to create some sort of community where we can all hang out, get together, share life experiences. I was trying to think of a name for this group, but unfortunately, the name Crips was already culturally appropriated from us. So trying to think of a new name for my uh, gang of disabled people. And uh, what I've come up with, I think we're going to be called VeggieTales. I don't know. What do you guys think? Good? Bad? I like it. It's a tough world out there. I think we all all know that. I was just re-reminded of that last week where I was uh, walking alone, San Francisco, broad daylight, mind you, and I noticed there's a guy walking behind me. At first, I think nothing of it until I notice a few minutes go by and I notice, oh no, this guy's definitely following me. So I start to speed up, then he starts to speed up until eventually he catches up to me. He grabs my arm, pulls me in, and says, I have been following you for the last 10 blocks, and I just had to tell you, you have the most amazing ass. Like, oh my, I didn't know it could be that big and nice. Wow, this is amazing. I was wondering if we can, like, hang out later, maybe, like, you know, 
get some drinks. I don't know. Whatever works for you. Like, I'm easy. And it's like, oh, my God, you guys. This whole time I thought I was going to get mugged, turns out he just wanted to fuck me. I've never been more relieved in my life. But I got to be honest, I completely stereotyped the guy. So to make it up to him, I uh, let him eat my ass. And I got to admit, that was just the most generous homeless person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> my name's Anthony Mitchell. Thank you. Anthony Mitchell. Anthony Mitchell. Anthony Mitchell, everyone. Anthony Mitchell. Yeah, I'm super excited for your next comedian. She is actually uh, at Cobbs this Sunday. Wow! Uh, get excited, everybody, right now for Denise Lee. Yay! Denise Lee. Hey, uh, exciting news. Today, I just got my third and final vaccination shot for HPV. Originally, my doctor was like, just so you know, you're very low risk for HPV exposure based on your medical history. So you don't need to be in a rush to get it, uh, which is a very offensive thing to say to a patient. Uh, but I'm trying to be more optimistic in 2022. Like, this is going to be the year that I manifest the privilege of being exposed to HPV, okay? Like, I can feel it. Uh, and also, it's free, so why not, right? Like, I don't understand anti-vaxxers because if something is free, I don't actually care what it does, okay? Like, I'm just trying to get a good deal of paying zero dollars. Like, every day, I put so much trash into my body, there's no vaccine that's gonna be as toxic as some of the trash people who have been inside of me before, right? Like, I'm going to be fine. Uh, by the way, this entire set's going to be about HPV, so get comfortable. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, that's really all I have to say about HPV, because HPV is one of those things that was for people who were fun in school, okay? And I was not fun. First and foremost, because uh, I have this NPR podcast host voice going on that I can't get rid of. All right. This is what happens when you had to learn English from public radio news. Like my first word in English was genocide. Like <laughs> that is that is not a fun time. I wish I had the look of someone who, you know, like partied hard like a wild sorority girl. But people usually assess this vibe and they're just like she was in student government. And I was, okay? Like, I do not look like I know how to throw a party that involves a keg, but I do look like a reliable organizer of a Susan G. Komen Race for the Cure fundraiser, right? I, I always wanted to pledge a sorority, but the only thing I ever got to pledge was uh, to be drug-free in the fourth grade with D.A.R.E., and I live in California now, so we know what happened there, right? Like, unfortunately, I am now still drug-free. Not by choice, it's just never been offered before. Like, usually people just skip over me at parties when the drugs are being passed out. They're like, let's not waste the shrooms on her, <laughs> you know? It's a better cause out there. Uh, okay, let's see. Okay. Um, when I was younger, boys did not like me. 
boys did not like me very much. Um, I, no one paid any attention to me. And it wasn't that I was ugly. Okay. Like I, in fact, I just looked like one of those girls that you might find on the cover of a McGraw Hill geometry textbook. Okay. Just radiated a strong Pythagorean theorem aesthetic. Like parents would trust me to be their kid's SAT tutor. You know, but it, it's different now. It's different now because as an adult, I look less useful for uh, multiple choice questions. And, oh, sorry. I look less useful for multiple choice questions and more useful for giving out bubble tea recommendations. Okay. It's a less profitable aesthetic. Like, cause it's the middle of February. Like why else would I not be able to afford a shirt that covers my entire torso? Okay. You guys are great sports. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Denise Lee. Denise Lee. The real Boba's in Chinatown, motherfuckers. You can't get it in the mission. It's all Denise Lee. That was awesome, Denise. Yay, Denise. Yay. Um, I was like, she's talking about, I have an edible. <laughs> um, wow. Today's going to be fun and off the rails. I'm like, woo, I'm seeing tracers. They're just edibles. It's just when you eat so many of them and yeah. Oh, uh, your next comedian. So funny. So wonderful. Clap your hands together in a wild slappy. Like, Oh, I love giraffe corner today, by the way. I like, Oh my God. It was so good. Look up giraffe corner on YouTube. Uh, right now, everybody, Lauren Kraut. Yay. Oh, you bitch. Lauren Crouch. Thank you. I have a bunch of new premises that I'd like to try out. Um, oh, thank you. Okay. That's the nice thing about leaving alone. You can put on pajamas whenever you want. I've lived in my pajamas all day and all night, and I recommend it. The other nice thing about uh, living alone is that when you get home and you can take off all your clothes, it's one of the greatest joys in the world. Man, I don't think you understand the relief a woman feels when she can take off her bra at the end of 12 hours of confinement. The little boobs are saying, thank God, I was, it was so self-confining in that procedure. Let's hope she doesn't have to work tomorrow. Okay, thank you, that was the first one. <laughs> Nobody likes waiting, waiting sucks. There's waiting in line waiting, that sucks. There's um, waiting for test results waiting, that sucks. And there's ladies in waiting. And I don't have a punchline for that one yet. Oh, and there's a, um, the sh uh, drop the other shoe, the shoe, sh the shoe the other drop, how does it go? Wave for the other shoe to drop. That's the other kind of waiting. That sucks too. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm a pretty anxious person. You could probably tell by looking at me that I am uh, have a lot going on inside. Like one of the things I'm thinking about right now is to run out the door. But I won't do it because I'd have to go get closer to you to get through. <laughs> 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 Thank you. So I'll just stay up here and con continue. So <laughs> dating's weird. Okay. Thank. thank you. <laughs>
Thank you. Um, what's the other one? Oh, oh I do this one. I'm, I'm my own worst enemy. I'm ISIS, but with an eating disorder. <laughs> I'm constantly standing in my own way. Inside my head, it's like a battlefield. I should audition for America's Got Talent. No one wants to see a giraffe telling jokes. I should go skydiving. You'll kill yourself. I should make toast. You're not good enough for toast. Have a cracker. <laughs> I've been standing in my way for so long, my subconscious is going to give me a parking ticket. Here you go. What's this? A note that says I love you. No, you stupid fuck. You set up the joke. It's a ticket. Why are you giving me a ticket? I don't have a car. That's right. You had a car and it left you, just like everyone else. You were parked illegally. Looks at ticket. $427. That's ridiculous. Well, here's what you do. Just spend the $427 on Haagen-Dazs and eat it all within three days because you're a fat pig, loser. And that's when they asked me to leave Safeway. <laughs> Thank you. All right, I have got one minute left. Uh, I'll do this one. There's nothing like saying oy vey. Oy vey, you know the expression? Oy vey. It says so much more than fuck or oh fuck or fuck you. Although fuck you is pretty cool. But oy vey, you like that? Oy vey says frustration. Oy vey, not again. Oy vey says calamity. Oy vey, my car. Oy vey says heartache and foreboding. Oy vey, I dropped a toaster in the baby's bathwater, so guess what we're having for dinner tonight? <laughs> Oy vey, that took a dark turn. <laughs> All right, thanks very much. I'm Laura Kraut. Oy vey, Lauren Kraut. Lauren Kraut. Lauren Kraut, hooray! Oy babies. Why do babies' pants have pockets? I don't know. I'm asking you. I used to be a nanny, and I was like, why do you have an 18-month-old with six pockets? Like, what could it possibly be putting in the pockets, right? Well, they, they, well, I know they have their own iPhones, but they can't even put their, their own hands in their pockets. They can't even put their own socks on. They're like, they're like, they're just, devel they're, all, they're all developed me disabled. Anyway, uh, I was trying to, I was going to say the R word. Actually, I get to say that word because I was a special ed teacher for four years, and I earned it. <laughs> I know. I love the, the little kids, they're like functional retards. They can't even put on their own socks. They can't put their, no, they can't put their pants in their pockets. That's where you put your drugs. Okay, baby pants pockets. Why? It's just the poor Bangladeshi women that are sewing these pockets for these cargo pants for the baby. What the fuck, right? Okay, back on track, Benjamin. You're next. <laughs> last week was really fun because I listened in, and um, you're not next, but I was just going to thank you because last week you did you did a banger job hosting. And it was, a, it was a small show, but I listened. I was having so much fun just listening and like lying there and being, you did great. You were running the whole thing, and I was like, he was running the board and the music. I was like, he didn't even know how. I just gave him notes. I was, he's so smart. It was really great. Okay. Whew, I'm sorry, I'm really, woo, today, this, these, I'll tell you, these edibles are stronger than I thought they were. Woo, your next comedian is so very funny. Clap your hands, everybody, together, for Brady Pearson. Brady Pearson, oh my God, hello, everybody. Let me get this out of my way. How's it going, y'all doing, having a good night? You know, I'm having some trouble understanding, like, I'm not sure if I speak heterosexual. I don't see you people a lot, and so I'm gonna ask some questions here. Okay, so recently we just had this thing called a, um, 
this weekend. What did you all do? It was a super something? Super Bowl, right? And guys, what happens at a Super Bowl? Isn't it like, what do you do, play with balls or something? Is that, right? And there's even a Brady in, in football, right? A Tom Brady, right? And, but he deflates balls as I understand it, okay. And I'm wondering, cause like, you know, I've been hearing a lot of people talking about like um, alphas and betas, right? Are there any alphas in the room? Okay, you're kidding. All of you men up here are talking about being a fucking alpha and beta. None of you are gonna take it, so am I assuming? So, oh, I'm sure, so that means you're a beta. Okay, because I'm just wondering, because, like, you know, when we talk about this stuff in my community, we already have a word for it. It's called top and bottom. <laughs> I'm looking at you. Yeah, I can show you a few things. Yeah. Mm, mm. Okay, I'm getting lost again. Um, that was a really good um, little bit of uh, food there, Pam. Thank you. I might be a little bit trippy on it, too. You know, and I've just turned 51 recently, and um, thank you. Thank you. It's amazing I look this good. I know, it's, I know, it's, it's incredible. But um, I realize, like, I have sucked so much dick over the last 32 years, right? Like, gosh, then it raises the existential question. I mean, you, you, you think about this, don't you? Like, what, I mean, like, how many miles of cock have I sucked? Right, do you think about that? I mean, I know I do, right? Okay, you don't, okay. Do you think about it? Do you th You've done a lot, though. You've probably sucked. Okay, so work with me here. So let's do some math. So uh, let's see. The average cock is what? I'll be generous with you. Like, what do you think you are, six? I mean, it is six. You wish, bitch. You do not walk that strong. I can tell you that. So let's say the average cock is six inches. Uh, one up, one down. That's a pass. That's a foot. Right, right. And so then 5,280 feet is a mile, right? And then I started doing the math, but 108,000 odd miles is, uh, 108,000 feet is 26 miles, which is actually a marathon. <laughs> that explains last weekend. <laughs> I don't remember a lot of it, but boy, was it great, you know? And speaking of all these Olympics, Olympics going on right now, I was wondering if we had something like a cocksuckers Olympics or a, a gay Olympics, right? So, of course, I mean, I would be on a cocksucking team, no problem, American, all-American cocksucker here, but I was thinking, like, maybe we could have something like, um, I don't know, synchronized fisting? <laughs> don't clap. Just kidding. It takes two. Sorry, it was, it was all my brain. I mean, she got it. <laughs> she got it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm also very excited to, um, with everything going on, all the uh, white supremacy going on in the world, in our country, I wanted to create some fragrances for our new white supremacist warlords. Thank you. And um, the first one is called White Woman. <laughs> and you have to say it just like that. You gotta go, White Woman. The tagline is, always in front. And gentlemen, I don't want you to feel like you're left out here, because there's something for you. It's called Entitled. It's how you feel. I know it's not really fun. Like, why is a white guy up here talking about white people? You know, but um. anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that is my time at four minutes. Thank you so much. I'm Brady Pearson. Have a great night. Brady Pearson. BJ Pearson. Brady Pearson practicing. Write what you know. You know, come on. You're like the whitest. He's so he's still a natural blonde. It's, he's beautiful. He's like I can't believe you're just like 51. You just you just belie your age. You're just you're just like me. People say lately they're like, oh, you're a Monet.
because I look good from far away. <laughs> and then you get up close and you're like, oh my God, dots and slashes. <laughs> what is holding this image together? Ah. Uh, your next comedian, he held things together for me last week and I appreciate him so much. He's so wonderful. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Ian Langlands. Ian Langlands. Ian Langlands. You better watch out, Pam. I'm going to steal your job soon enough. <laughs> Ian Langland. Oh. <laughs> that was sensual. Thank you. You should do my, uh, what's it called when you do, whatever. Anyway, uh, oh, so yeah. what's the deal with airplane? No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm a young man. I'm 22. I, uh, I just graduated college. Thank you. Um, not that impressive, but thanks for the cheering. I, uh, it's just, I'm in a weird stage in my life. You know, I'm in that post-grad stage, but I don't have a real job yet. So I'm in this weird phase, but I can start to feel myself do shit before I should be doing them. Like, I can feel myself getting older, and I don't like it. Like, I just got into wine and puzzles, you know? <laughs> That's not good. That's two 30-year-old for me. Because I don't want to do shit too early. That's the problem. Next thing you know, I'm buying a casket when I'm 50. You know, I'm watching World War II documentaries when I'm 30. Does everybody else's dad do that? When, when, when they reach like the age of 60, they like get really into World War II documentaries? Is that a thing? I'll just be like talking to my dad about my day, and he's like, do you know what kind of metal they used for the bronzer tank? And I'm like, no, I don't, dad, I don't. He's like, the artillery they had in Iwo Jima was insane. I'm like, I don't give a fuck, dude. It's true. I don't give a, okay. That's my dad, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, I don't know. It's just weird. You, like, I, I opened a Roth IRA on 420, you know? That's not good. That is not good. That's not a good trajectory I want to go in, okay? I did it at 420 p.m. What a waste of my fucking life, okay? I should have been mainlining hash, and that's what I'm fucking doing with my life. That's some bullshit. I don't like it at all. I don't like it at all. There was a punchline there. Um, don't you guys... We can all relate to this. I hate, don't you guys, isn't it so funny when you go out to lunch with your grandma and, <laughs> and she's talking to you and she like tells you like she didn't have an orgasm with a man until she had a black boyfriend with a really thick cock? <laughs> don't you guys, isn't that funny? That happened. That happened to everybody else, right? I wish this was a joke. I wish. I wish it was a joke. Hey, Grandma, to lay off the Cosmopolitans. Good Lord. This is a real thing she told me. I don't really have a joke about it. I'm just kind of in therapy a little bit at the moment. Uh, I don't, what do I, I mean, congratulations, right? Like, I'm happy for you. She's like, your grandpa couldn't pleasure me. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Jesus. Yeah, Grandma, I don't know. Yep. Okay, uh, let's see what else do I want to do. Uh, the Pope, people like the Pope. People like this new Pope. He's very progressive. Do you guys know about him? He's cool. Yeah, I don't really give a fuck about the Pope, but it seems like people only talk about him when it's convenient to them. I can only hear about him for certain situations. Like people will post, it's like, oh my God, the Pope believes in climate change. I don't really care. <laughs> what does that mean to me? That's about as useful as my postman believing in climate change, you know? Like, what's he gonna do? Like, pray it away? He has no real power. He's just some dude with a hat at the end of the day, right? That's really what he is. But he has all this power. He can, he can make things sins and make things not sins anymore. He has complete control over that, which is so bizarre to me. 
He also gets very specific with, with what is and is not a sin. Like he said the other day, he was like, it is no longer a sin to smoke weed and have gay sex. <laughs> it's great, right? But it sounds like the Pope just wants to fuck dudes and get high. That's what that means. It's like, all right. Fucking get it with it, Francis. You know, you're a crazy man. Next time we see him, he's going to come out. He's going to be like, fucking Coke is not a sin, all right? <laughs> We're adding it to the holy sacraments. Fucking grandma has to go into church. She has the holy water and just does a line. <laughs> okay, that's been my time, everybody. Thank you. I'm it's here. destroying and decaying your mind. Ian Langland. The mind controls the body. Ian Langland. Everything within. Ian Langland's, everyone. Hooray. I wish I was his mom. Uh, your next comedian, uh, I'm so glad she's here. She has the best laugh in San Francisco, and she always brightens the room. Every time she's at any open mic, it's just incredible and wonderful, and the sun shines upon us right now, all together. Start clapping for Ashley Thomason. Ashley, Ashley Thomason. Ashley Thompson. What a beautiful introduction. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I actually... Um, I, I get self-conscious about my laugh because I feel like I laugh really loud and very um, habitual. Like, I've, anyway, yeah. So I'm, I'm glad to hear it brings joy to everybody. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, so um, I was just thinking about when I used to be a substitute teacher. Now I'm an instructional aide. And uh, the worst day that I, subs, that I ever substituted, it was with kindergarten. And everyone's always like, oh, my God, kindergartners are so cute. No, they're disgusting animals. Why are their hands always sticky? <laughs> and this one particular day, a beautiful little Asian girl came up to me and said, Miss Teacher, which crayon is orange? And I crouched down and I inhaled. And as I inhaled, she sneezed, achoo! into my mouth it was so salty this was before covid and the normal reaction when someone sneezed near you without covering their mouth was what the fuck is wrong with you didn't your mother teach you to cover your mouth god damn it and i can't slap the shit out of a five-year-old because i'll go to prison and i'm too cute for prison someone would make me their bitch yeah so so i freaked out and I went to the sink and I drank some soap and then I vomited in, into the sink like in the girl with the dragon tattoo the first rape scene <laughs> and 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 so I'm, I'm just like trying to keep it together there was a few more minutes before the parents were coming to pick them up and I'm like everybody let's sing a song so in between here is my handle and here is my spout I was just thinking I feel so violated so violated I felt like I got I felt like I got, I felt like I got Harvey Weinsteined by a five-year-old. I'm sorry, was that too cringe for you guys? <laughs> Buckle up, Buttercup, we're going in deep, ladies. Have you ever smelled your hair and said, that's what a cum mop smells like? Oh. A mop that is used to wipe up cum. Yeah. And there's this moment of shame and then it dissipates because there's a moment where it's like, I did that, I did that. Because making three cocks come at the same time is not easy. It's fucking art. And that's the cum. Oh, that's the cum, yeah. There are not enough women serial killers out there. If I was a serial killer, I would call myself the cum up. 
And it would be so easy because, see, my victims would be men. And, okay, let me preface this. that I'm obsessed with the Zodiac Killer, obsessed with the men. But instead of sending rambling letters to the police and to the press and puzzles, I'm going to send different size panties to throw the police off. And each of those panties would have a cum sample of my victim. And I would send it to places like ESPN and I would focus in places where they are banning abortion. I would kill the men in those places. And then after a year, a year or two of, the, of me doing this and thousands of men will have been murdered, they'll finally hear from me like, this is the come up speaking. <laughs> and when it's like, this is the come up speaking. I'm going to kill a man every single day until abortion is free and legal for all women. And until uh, birth control is free and legal and feminine products for every woman in the world. That would be my stance. And you know what? If men were dying by the thousands, this would have been taken care of yesterday. Yeah. Gentlemen, do you want to be my victim? Listen, I'll suck and fuck you all three holes tonight. (laughs) It'll be the best sex of your life. It'll be the last. You know how many times men are always like, let's go! I don't care if you kill me, I'm still down. All right, that's my time. My name's Ashley Tomagin. Thank you very much, everybody. Ashley Tomagin. Ashley Tomagin. Ashley Tomagin. Oh, there's so many things I want to respond to. First, okay, serial killers. Not a lot of female serial killers. I was really ready to jump on board with you, almost as if you were a cult leader. Even fewer cult leaders, and I've been wondering why so few female cult leaders, and I think that's because we call them mom. (laughs) Or grandma, if you're really good. Like, if you're, or, I don't know, mama, pa, I don't know what they call themselves. I don't know, G-ma. Cool. Uh, You're... (laughs) Mommy, yeah, more, more Latino, young boy, no, let me more, yes, more Latino, I'm tired of white boys calling me mommy, so just more Latinos, I tried to do that joke at the beginning, but then I forgot it, and remember, I'm confused, we're in like a time loop right now, time isn't real, it is, it's, I'm sorry, we have, we have more comedians, you nice comedian, clap your hands together for Patrick Delaney, Patrick Delaney. Oh, hi. Patrick Delaney. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hello, folks. I'm going to start. I'm just working out some new jokes here. So, you know, bear with me here. Uh, all right. We'll start off with some heat, all right? It's going to get real hot in here. All right. Yeah. You won't need that. She's, we- she's wearing a scarf since there's no audio visual. All right, so guys, what do you call a Klansman who's in a car, who's in a parking lot, who's backing into a parking space? What do you call it? Reverse racism. (laughs) Yep. And that was the edgiest popsicle stick joke that I've ever read in my entire life. I'm not kidding, I read that. Now you guys know Cards Against Humanity? Well, now they make fudgicles. Started dating again. Uh, I went on a date with this person recently and she's like really into like astrology. Like who isn't though? But like she was like really into astrology, which is interesting because her main personality trait was knowing 
a lot of made-up personality traits. I'll give you an example. She hits me with this. We're sitting down, we're eating lunch. She hits me with this. She's like, I'm a Scorpio. You know what that means? And I was like, couldn't tell you. She was like, stop. It means this. If you fuck me over, I won't kill you, but I'll dream about killing you. And that was the first red flag. The second red flag is that she also sleepwalks. She invited me to go camping one weekend. She's like, you want to go to Big Sur this weekend? And I was like, I can't. I don't have a sleeping bag. And she's like, I have an extra body bag. Uh, I mean sleeping bag. <laughs> I didn't go. Can you imagine if I went, though, me and her in a tent, and then she just, like, gets up like Nosferatu's in the middle of the night. She picks up a deck of tarot cards and just caves my head in. All because I didn't throw down on gas on the way up there. It's a bit excessive. Yeah. Um... That'd be interesting, too, because then she'd be on trial for murder, and then the lawyer would be, like, struggling for, like, a defense. Like, the lawyer's all like, Your Honor, I don't want to think of my client as a murderer, but more as, uh, shit, uh, following her dreams. <laughs> yeah. She's not a delinquent. She's a self-starter. All right. Uh, what else could the lawyer say? The lawyer would be like, hey, uh, I, I didn't pass the bar exam in my sleep. Yeah, this gal right here, she sees a goal and she achieves it. Or in this case, executes it. <laughs> All right, hold on. No, oh, there's a backside. But I'm dating a new girl now, and she's great. I love her. A few fun facts about her. Check this out. She's Jewish. She's a member of the LGBTQ community. And she's a rabbi. Sexual. <laughs> yeah, I thought of that in the shower this morning. I have really bad sex with her, and she's like, leave me. Bring me some babe in here to sit on my face, get your gross dick out of me. That's not real, though. That, that actually didn't happen. Um, Christ, let's see. Uh, how much more time I got? Uh, I, I oh, okay, all righty. Uh, all right. You know what's fucked up about stage fright? There's no reason to be scared in front of a group of people. There's no logical reason to be scared in front of a group of people. Unless that group is a firing squad. Then you should be very scared. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. I'm Patrick Lee. That was my time. Be very scared. Patrick Julie. Here you go. Patrick Julie's sister. Patrick Delaney, everyone. Yay. <coughs> Be scared. We're moving along. Um, since Kavita didn't make it in time, we move to the uh, wait list, which our first person on there is your next comedian who's lovely and hilarious. I, did I see you last night and you made me laugh so hard? Yes. It, you were the last, it was, yes. No, I did. I, we, I waited for the whole thing at El Parada and he did, he had a really funny set. Um, clap your hands together, everybody, for Ajay Damodaran, yay! <laughs> His feet off, the chrome mic tend to squeeze off and spray an array of shots. I ate like half of one of the 
the snacks that Pam brought, and like we'll see how this set goes. I'm I'm recording this. This is gonna be rough. Awesome. Dear God, all new shit. All right, here we go. Here we go. Good set, man. Good set. Uh, that's how that goes. All right, here we go. Uh, hi guys, I'm a Jay. I have a dry skin, which anybody else make it really easy for people to find you if you go missing. <laughs> anybody else? Just me. All right, all right. Uh, it's it yeah, like it's useful for that, but it's like terrible. Like it was terrible when I was trying to tell my like high school girl girlfriend that I was like a virgin, right? Because she was like, "I'm sorry, like my mom told me that all virgins like I, I didn't know you could be like a virgin and a slut at the same time." Because she looked at my cracked lips. I fucked that up. All right, cracked lips, herpes. All right, I'm just gonna say the punchlines. Here we go. Good God, first bit. Here we go. Uh, I'm double jointed, which which like nine year old me was like really hoping would take me somewhere, but. Here we are, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm like I'm double jointed, and like it's kind of cool at first, but then it's also like if you think about it, it's kind of like being like a horse inseminator or like a dishwasher or something. At first, people are like, "Oh, it's interesting. That's 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 quite captivating." And then they're like, "All right, keep your hands to yourself. Move your hands away from me." <laughs> it's all right, guys. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I went on a date with this girl, uh, and it turned out she was underage, and it was really weird figuring, like, she was under 21, I'm not saying, like, she was, like, I'm not up here, I'm not up here canceling, I'm not up here canceling, canceling myself, but it was, it was kind of funny, she, like, she, like, pulled out a report card, I was like, oh, no, I'm just joking, uh, no, but, uh, it was kind of strange, because, like, she, she pulled out, like, a passport, and, like, as a bouncer, like, I have to think, like, anybody that pulls out a passport, like, immediately underage in my mind, it's like, what the fuck? Show me like real ID, literally real ID. Like dri get a driver's license. Like like if you could be like you could be have wrinkles and pull out a passport, I'd be like, I don't know if I believe this. <laughs> I don't know if I really buy this. Uh, that's rough. I'm not doing that. Um, oh yeah, uh, I, I'm trying to be a better Hindu. I'm, like there's a theme. I'm trying to be more religious, and uh, part of that is finding God, but it's so hard when they're like so many. <laughs> it's just it's just really tough. My brother's favorite god is like the elephant god. I don't know if you guys know anything about Hinduism, but uh, no, he's he's that's Ganapati. Good, good. You said that right though. Good shit. Um, the horn, bro. I, I have no memory. This entire set is just gonna be blacked out in my mind. Uh, but yeah, his favorite god is the elephant god, which I think is like the shittiest animal to be completely honest. Like I like I like elephants. No, like they're cool. They're cool, but like it's the biggest land animal and it has like the mo best memory, right? Which is like so sad because God was like, "Yeah, you're gonna be stressed the fuck out. I'm gonna just make you, just make you out of wrinkles." Yeah, cause like I like baby elephants, cause like baby elephants are like pretty. They're pretty like innocent, right? Like you're like, "Hey, Papa, look, there's a puddle. It reminds me of the watering hole, way back, way back home." He's just like, "Yay!" Papa's just like, "Yeah, that watering hole's two miles west of here. You know, 360 winters ago. The only thing I can remember was when those hunters." speared him and the baby elephants are just like yeah i love winter <laughs> all right <laughs> appreciate that I'm, I'm gonna just end it on that thank you guys appreciate it aj jamadaran are you up right now I was gonna bring you up, yeah, I'm sorry. I was gonna bring you up right now, but I was trying to get your attention and I couldn't get your attention and so I'm gonna bring you up. But before I bring you up to give you a second, um, hey, Durga, uh, do you know about, I just learned about Durga. I, I, it's, that's a really exciting one. 
I, she's the coolest. Yeah, she's the biggest. She's the first feminist. She she rides a, she rides a lion a lion and then I just learned about it and I saw things of her at the Asian Museum. Oh, it was so exciting, Durga. And she's a real feminist. No, they gave her a tr there was a trick. Anyway. There was a, it was anyway it was a trick because the buffalo uh, demon was like ah no man or god can kill me and then she was a woman and they got ah! it was great anyway Durga I learned I was I just I I, I just learned about it and I'm like I want to talk to a Hindu about that shit all right your next comedian put your hands together for Amy Stringer yay Amy Stringer hi I was not planning on going up so this is gonna be fun. <laughs> Um, I first first impressions really intrigue me. Um, we all have an essence, like a, a word or an adjective people use to describe you more than any other word, um, or at least people have for me. And so I was I want to do a little social experiment, if you don't mind. Um, I would like you all to think of one word you would use to describe my essence right now <laughs> and um i am gonna i i want i want one of you brave souls to say it but at the same time i say my word so i'm gonna try and guess the word you're gonna say okay you want to say you want to go okay one two three sweet what npr <laughs> that's my essence oh cool all right <laughs> Never got that one before. Um, <laughs> um, it's also just really interesting hearing people's <laughs> what people say. Um, no, but I was looking for sweet. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? Oh, you said nice. Oh, that's sweet. Thank you. Um, so my whole life, people have called me sweet, sweet Amy, um, which has been amazing for me because it takes people longer to realize how unhinged I am. <laughs> um, does anyone else, you know when you're in an Uber and you're afraid to check your phone because you're worried that you're gonna hurt your Uber driver's feelings because you think that he's gonna see you checking your phone and think that you're checking your phone because you think that he's going too slow and then you're checking the route to see, no, just me, okay. <laughs> I guess that's a pretty niche um, worry. Um, let's see. Oh, I had a birthday recently. Yeah. Um, a lady never reveals her age, but I am 32. And um, I feel like I've recently transitioned um, from the generation that was the cool hip generation, like you, Rome, um, into the generation that your generation shits on all the time, so hard. Young people are mean, they are vicious. I, there's this new um, version of Chat Roulette called, have you, do you remember Chat Roulette? Yeah. yeah, you guys have had your dicks out on Chat Roulette, I bet I'd recognize you. <laughs> um, and so there's this new version called Omegle, and um, I read about it, and I was just curious one night, and so I decided to check it out and see what the kids are up to. And uh, the first person who um, I got matched with was like, what are you, 40? <laughs> Rude. The second person I was matched with was like, hey, grandma. What the fuck? 
<laughs> people are so mean. So, um, yeah, I just, I just, they're these, these, these little, little babies are just life virgins. You know, nothing's ever happened to them. They don't know taxes. They don't know health insurance. And I just cannot wait until life fucks them so hard. Slaps that smug smile right off their stupid fucking face and spits in their mouth for funsies. Okay, that's me. That's my time. Thank you. <laughs> Amy Stringer. Amy Stringer. I was going to yell camp counselor. I feel like you're a camp counselor. I feel like, yeah. Like, yeah, like seven girls, bunk beds, and you're there and you're like, I, obviously, yeah. And it, at 11.10, you're like, everybody shut the fuck up. I'm serious. I have to be awake at 5.45 for Bible Bible study before we, breakfast. Okay, have fun at your next show. Bye, Amy. Yay. Did we ever do sleepaway camp? I did, I did summer. I was a day camp counselor, and I did um, the Jewish Community Center, J JCC in La Jolla, and oh, boy, was that fun. All the theater things, and it was day Anyways, okay, sorry. I'm just remembering the days of, like, musical theater and, like, taking it so seriously. Oh, my God. In seventh grade, this is my life that you're dealing with. I'm being a seventh grader. I'm sorry. It's like every moment is precious. Kyle loves me. No, I don't know. No, no, he doesn't. Yes, he does. He looks at me all the time. You're doing choreography together. We're meant to be together. Sorry. There's so much weed in those things that I ate. Your next comedian, put your hits together. Pranam Amil. Pranam Amil. Pranam Amil. Hey, guys. You guys it's, it's a good crowd tonight. You guys are in a good mood. Uh, I just became a citizen of the United States of America. <laughs> Two years ago, but I wasn't a comic back then, so I'm milking it now. Um, yeah, so the day I became a citizen was actually pretty crazy. It was the first time, I've been dating the same girl for four years, uh, and it was the first time my girlfriend and my mom met. Uh, my, my mom and, uh, has never met any of my girlfriends because they're all white, and you don't want to really break that to an Indian mom. Um, but yeah, I didn't realize that when you go to become a citizen, uh, the people you're... Your, your friends and family, uh, you split off from them, like, real early. So we get there. It's me and my girlfriend and my mom. Uh, they meet. They say hi. And we're all just sitting and talking. And then they're like, you. And I have to go to another room and, like, suck Donald Trump's dick. It was... Uh, but, yeah, I, I didn't realize it would force... It forced my girlfriend and my mom to get real close. Uh, and the one thing about my girlfriend is that she still doesn't know what she wants to do. And an Indian mom's not going to take that as an answer. Uh, so later on, after I'm, I'm doing all my stuff, uh, they finally bring in all, all your, the family and friends in to watch uh, for the actual ceremony. ceremony. And uh, yeah, the look on my girlfriend's face when she walked in was just, <sighs> and I know my mom. My mom's really, really talkative. She's a lot like me, except uh, just has an Indian accent. And uh, it, yeah, it, it, it was not a good time, but my mom liked her. She does like to, to pick on people, though. Um, but anyway... Uh, that wasn't even a joke. I just, it was just a fun, fun moment in my life. I'm still seeing the same girl. Yeah, she's really great. Um, anyway, I've been thinking about ancient Rome a lot. Ancient, yeah, ancient Rome. Uh, and uh, we usually think they're really badass, or we, we have a really high status in our in our uh, history when we te teach about them. But they're really not that badass when you think about what they actually are, which is they're just Italians. Uh, and it, it, it's not the same, you know. Uh, 
Etu Brute doesn't have the same bite when it's Etu Brute. Uh, Italian numerals is not, not as good. Uh, all roads lead to Italy? What is that, a threat? <laughs> anyway, uh, history becomes really interesting when you recontextualize it. I just moved here from South Carolina back in September, uh, and I just found out that what we've been calling the War of Northern Aggression, you guys have been calling the Civil War? Um, so that, that's been interesting. Uh, yeah, only, only South Carolina can really take credit for uh, instigating the Civil War, and then also call it the War of Northern Aggression. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's really different here. Uh, I've noticed that uh, in San Francisco, you guys are a lot more blunt. Um, your tea, your, compared to South Carolina, <laughs> you guys are a lot more blunt. So in, uh, in, in South Carolina, when a rich white person wants to be a little risky and talk about black people, they say, you know, uh, them folks from across the, the tracks have been causing a ruckus in this town. We're, we're here, you guys just say, like, the black people in Oakland keep breaking into my Tesla. Now I have to take the bus to work. Uh, anyway, uh, I, back, back in South Carolina, I had a, I had a dentist that I had my entire life. Uh, we usually don't talk much because he's a dentist and his fingers are in my mouth. But he, he's, he's a very conservative dentist. Uh, he's a very, very conservative dentist. And you can tell when you walk in because there's always this very annoying Christian music. Not Christian rock. I mean, I would accept Christian rock. But it was just... Christian music. There's no, no way to describe it. And there's stacks of Bibles on the uh, on the in the waiting room table. And I, was, I actually every now and then I would leaf through it and uh, I actually read the Bible. Uh, and it's kind of fucked up what the Italians did to Jesus. <laughs> anyway, uh, so it, this was about 2019, around the time of the uh, of the primaries. And he asked me uh, who I would vote for in the Democratic primaries, which is bait. Don't ever say anything to that. To, to this man. Uh, I could have said something like uh, Tulsi Gabbard or, uh, or Joe Biden. I could have said Joe Biden. And that, back then, that would have been fine. Just say Joe Biden. Just say, just say Joe Biden. Bernie Sanders. Oh, fuck. Uh, this man did not like that answer. He froze up and uh, did, just, did not, just went, oh, okay. And tensely went through the rest of my procedure. Uh, the cleaning, and at the end of the day, didn't have any cavities, uh, and he gave me the goodie bag of a toothbrush, toothpaste, and floss, and I was excited, I love that shit, I grab it, and he goes, yeah, I thought you'd like free handouts. Anyway, guys, I've been Pranav on Bill. You guys have been great. Pranav, taking his leftovers, yay! All right, we've got an Indian rock block. Uh, your next comedian, clap your hands together, everybody. Is that, what, is that a bad thing to say? Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> they, have, they both have Indian names. I'm Dodd Is it a racist thing? I'm Karen, I'm Karen. I'm Pam, I'm Karen. Everybody, Kavita sing, yay! Um, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Guys, there's this sign that I always pass when, I, um, when I'm on the train, when I'm going to the train, and it's this Latino woman who's super empowered, and it goes like this. It goes, eyes down, hands off, shut it down, right? And it's addressed to men, and it's basically saying, don't sexually assault women on the train. Don't touch them, stay away from them. And I'm like, wow, as if that sign is really going to deter a train perp right like as if he's just gonna go and be like i'm gonna grab this titty 
wait. <laughs> Eyes down, hands off. Shut it down. <sighs> I guess women are human too. <laughs> you know, like that's, that's, that's not gonna happen. Those ads are so ineffective. They're, they're more for women than they are for men. They're so that women feel safe and wanna ride the train. White, like there's no perp that's gonna see the advertisement and like resonate with it. And you know, it's shitty marketing. What it really needs to show is the perp. Like the perp needs to see a sign where he can see himself in it, right? So I, I guess like a trained perp would be, he, he would, he's like, he's probably not too educated. He's not, uh, he's, he's not used to saying no. Um, he's terrified of butt stuff. That I'm 100%. Any ass-related incidents, he's like, I'm out. So what I'm thinking is you have this sign and then you have this train perp in a wife beater just looking like beaten. And it's a statement. It's, it's basically a, a, a telling about how often men are sexually assaulted in jail. And it's something like this. It's like, I touched her and now he's forever inside me. <laughs> And I think, I, and then it's, and then it's like, it's like, uh, sixty percent of men who are incarcerated are sexually insult, sexually assaulted by their men. hundred percent of the time, it was not wanted. You know, like something, something like that, like some fun fact. Um, pivot. Okay, so I, I live in Oakland, and there are all these like motorcycles, and you know, you know, you like the motorcycles pass you, and they see you, and they want attention. They're like, wait, no, no, no. they're like. No, <laughs> how does it how does it sound? This is just like a car drive. It's, uh, some, okay, something loud like that. And I was thinking, wow, it's so loud. I can't even hear myself think. It would be the perfect moment to just. It's a perfect opportunity to say things to a partner that you are too afraid of saying, <laughs> right? Especially imagine if they're behind you and you're riding a motorcycle and you're just like, vroom vroom. I think I made a mistake. And, what? <laughs> Sometimes at night, I turn over and look at you and wonder if it's common interests that keep us together or our shared cultural values or if it's my fear of being alone. <laughs> what? <laughs> I love you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> mm, that was okay. <laughs> okay, I'll make this really quick. Okay, my dad, my dad is an evil genius. I think my dad is an evil genius because he had me when he was 40. And I think 40 is a perfect age to have a kid when you're a mean dad. Why? Because by the time your kid gets the confidence to stand up to you, you look like a sun-made raisin and they feel guilty. My dad was mean. He wasn't a bad dad. He didn't like throw me in the trash, but he came home late from work at night. I can't say that, I don't have time for this joke. You know what? Let me just shut it down. I'm going to shut it down. You know, it's not worth it. I got... All right. Thank you, guys. I put my dick in a balloon. Very funny. Like a balloon. I have a walking on the moon. Yeah. I see you at the five and dime wasting your time. Did the guilt reach through the microphone into your throat? It was like, what, how did the guilt do it? To Kavita. Kavita sing, everyone. Yay! I'm such a fan of your next comedian, and he got so robbed on Wednesday. <laughs> we were all at Milk Bar, and there was this amazing audience, and they were killer and amazing, and then 
the the comic right before him just everybody walked and so he, he's an amazing comedian but he just had it and it, and you still you're such a professional that you just fucking brought like a energy to like three people and i was sitting there going like he's amazing i took some i microdosed some mushrooms though so i was like i thought sitting down was amazing i'm like water is amazing put your hands together everybody for jason king don't got no fucking room me and my mama and my tv black yeah give it up for pam everybody give it up for pam yo the energy in this room is amazing it is amazing i was i i did an open mic in new york in harlem and when you don't do a good joke they jangle their keys <laughs> Like, get off the fucking stage. <laughs> um, man, that's funny. You, you just had a joke. You talked about uh, the sign. If people see the sign, like, they'll resonate with it, and it'll make them stop doing... It's not like they'll see the sign, they'll resonate with it. I feel like like sexual assaulters on the train won't even see the sign. <laughs> They're so focused on tits, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Someone uh, someone recently said that it was their birthday. My birthday's coming up. Yeah, we, we don't get claps for that. <laughs> that should be a lot. But my birthday's coming up, and I feel like 30 is around the corner for me. And uh, like like I still I still feel good, you know. Like I I feel like I'm still gonna be able to do like young people's shit. But I'm just afraid about how like me doing young people's shit is gonna be perceived, you know. Like like I don't want to be like 45 and then. Like someone's looking at me like, look at this grown man eating fun dip. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking licking a lollipop with his tongue out. <laughs> I, uh, let's see, I think whales are gay. I think all whales are gay. What, what is happening back there? <laughs> they stopped as soon as I said something. <laughs> <laughs> they got conscious of their steps all of a sudden. I uh, I think whales are gay uh, because like I know they need to come above water to exhale, but I can't I can't think of a reason why they're so flamboyant about it. You know? They're just like, huh, huh. I'm breathing. <laughs> Uh, animals don't get sex ed. <laughs> do, you, <laughs> do you guys do you guys think that animals are super confused that first time they get pregnant? Yeah. You know, there's just a fucking pregnant lioness just looking in her pond mirror, just too much gazelle. <laughs> I've been hunting my food. You'd think I'd get enough steps. <laughs> All of a sudden it kicks like, I guess I could also chew more. <laughs> and finally, you know, the fucking, the day comes and she's like, I need to take a shit. Out my vagina? <laughs> and finally she fucking squats down, she just does her little pussy poop. <laughs> And then, and then she has to look at it, because how often do you shit out your vagina? And she looks at it, and it's a mini version of herself, just being like, let me suck your titties. <laughs> it's fucking insane. It's crazy. Um, my, uh, my brother recently overtook me as the most fit person in my family. 
So he likes to send me a lot of shirtless selfies with captions <laughs> that are supposed to inspire me. In the most <laughs> in the most recent selfie, he posed like this. The caption, fuck you. <laughs> My brother used to be the baby in my family, then he got displaced as the baby. And uh, I, I started a new job two weeks ago, and I finally understand how that feels. Right? Because you start a new job, and everybody's like, Welcome to the job, welcome to the company, whatever, da da da. And then the second week, some new fucker shows up. Yeah? And they're, they're all nice to him, giving him all kinds of cool shit, and you're like, They didn't give me a cake. <laughs> all right, guys, it's my time. Thank you very much. Jason King. Jason King. Jason King, everyone. That was amazing. Yay. Jason King. You're going to be famous someday. I know it. You're one of the people where I, like, I have no doubt that I'm going to black out in some ketamine K-hole and I'll wake up like 20 years in the future like some Rip Bang Winkle fucking comedy weirdo witchcraft thing. And you'll be like, everyone will be like, I know the Jason King show, right? Like, of course. <laughs> Uh, your next comedian, uh, he's a new guy on the scene, everybody, so be nice and clap your hands wildly for Guy Rubin! What's up, guys? How you doing? That's my mom over there recording with the flash on. Like a genius. Nice. Yeah, guys, um, thank you for having me. My name is Guy Rubin. I'm a talent Israeli which means that my dad's Ashkenazi and my mom's a lasagna. And there she is right there. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> I like that, that was good. <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, my, um, yeah, you know, I brought my mom, obviously, you know, she, I usually just send her videos of my stand-up, but she was wondering what it was like to be disappointed live, so I brought her over here. But, you know, yeah, like, like here's the thing, you know, I feel bad for my parents. Like, let me tell you guys why, because like, I know parents like to brag about their kids to other parents, you know? So, and I know that whenever my mom is with her friends, they're always, you know, like, all her friends are always like, oh, yeah, my son's going to Harvard, or my son works in high tech. And my mom just sits there and goes, and my son stands on a stage and talks to drunk people. And then all the other moms do that thing when they feel bad for another mom. They're like, oh, he does stand up. That's exciting. So is he famous? No, no. Is he getting paid? No, no. Well, is he good? No, he's terrible. And like, like, you know, but like the thing is, I know I'm funny, you know, because people tell me I'm funny, you know? Like I went out with this girl two days ago and we were on a date and she was like, and I was like, yo, like you trying to have sex with me? And she was like, you're funny. <laughs> and my dad, my dad also thinks I'm pretty funny. And I was like, yo dad, I'm your favorite son, right? And he's like, <laughs> funny. <laughs> and I don't get that one. Cause like I'm his only son. So it doesn't make sense. But here's the thing, you know, I, I like, I don't know what the thing is. I always say here's the thing, but what the fuck is the thing, you know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, guys, I was on the bus like two days ago and I always get like, I hate getting those like super revealing, like weird advertisements when you're in public, you know, like those super awkward advertisements. Like I was sitting on the bus and I just get this ad. It's like, what do you, does your penis not get erect like it used to? 
And I'm just sitting there like, oh my God, what the fuck? And everyone's like looking at me like, because I didn't have my headphones on. They're like, the hell? And I'm just sitting there and then I turn, I put it on mute. But it's like, it's one of those like 30 second like videos that you can't skip. So I'm just sitting there looking at this penis getting fumed by a spray. And I'm just, and everyone can hear it. I'm just like sitting there like, oh my God, where can I buy this thing? Shit. And then the guy behind me is like, yo, send me the link, bro. I need to work on that one. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, I feel like the only person who can get away with erectile dysfunction is Isaac Newton. You know, like he could just be standing there and some girl pulls his pants down and his dick's down. And he's just like, gonna do that's all i prepared guys <laughs> thank you so much my name is guy rubin guy rubin yay guy rubin yay um lots of physics and physics uh, <laughs> nerds uh, clap your hands together, everybody. Uh, she's really great and super funny. You're gonna love. Well, you all know her, everybody. Uh, Kathy Zhao, yay! It's yours, yours, yours. Thank you, Pam. Hello, everyone. This is Kathy Zhao. How is your Friday going? You think I really care? Well, my name is Cassie. Like when you listen to my English and look at my face. You know that's not my real name, right? It's like Jason King, like Jason Black. Okay, yeah, that's him. Like Pam White, yeah, that's her. <laughs> that's not my real name, right? This shit, no. My real Chinese name is Xiaolin, spelled as X-I-A-O-L-I-N. But in United States, there's no fucking person can pronounce it right, except for Pam. Yeah, I, I taught her last night. Yeah, people just call me like, Xiao Lang? Oh, Xiling? Or there's some guy, oh, you are Shaolin? Shaolin Kung Fu Master? I told him, shut your fuck up. <laughs> yeah, so then I decided, oh, I'd better have American names. So everyone, even Mexican, can pronounce it right, right? So I named myself Cassie. Like five letters, C-A-T-H-Y, Cassie. But then, People start to ask me, why do your Chinese have an uh, American name? Because you fucking idiots don't know how to pronounce our real names right. <laughs> you know how to pronounce my name? Uh. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so I grew up in China. I grew up in a small city in northeast of China. You know, like how small it is. Uh, it's basically only 8 million people in my hometown. <laughs> and it's located right on the other side of the Pacific Ocean. So if you jump off the Golden Gate Bridge and swim all the west for 35 days, you will get there. Yeah. Just text me when you get there. I will ask my parents to pick you up. So, you know, like, I know there's a stereotype, like, for Asian female, like, for Chinese women, like, they are quiet and uh, submersive, uh, but not for the people from northeast of China. You know, if you piss off the people from northeast of China, 
they will make you live like in North Korea. <laughs> Actually, my hometown is three hours drive to North Korea. So today I want to talk something about uh, like Chinese, especially when I heard someone told me, oh, you know what, Chinese don't have a sense of humor. Yeah, there's always people say, oh, the best stand-up comedians are Jewish. I was like, maybe it makes some sense. You know, you always heard the joke, a Jew walks into a bar, right? A Jew walks into a bar. But you never heard that a Chinese walks into a bar. If a Chinese walks into a bar, the bartender's going to be like, oh, shit, the rent is due? <laughs> I know, that's some shit, right? But I, I definitely want to change that, uh, you know, stereotype. So I, the first thing I do is to try to improve my English so I can carry a conversation in English with like a white guy like you, right? <laughs> so I went to a pathologist. That's a true story. Like 10 years ago in Boston, I went to a pathologist and my pathologist was like, oh, Cassie, you're so lucky. You're so lucky to be here. America is a free country. You can do whatever you want here. Uh, so I took his advice immediately and refused to pay him. <laughs> if you call yourself a free country, please at least provide free medical care to your people. Right? I know we all need that because we are so broke. But later, uh, my pathologist uh, did give me something for free, you know, when he realized that I cannot pronounce letter I in many English words. So he asked me to speak to him in this English sentence five minutes every day. And the sentence is, lick my dick, you prick. Lick my dick, you prick. Lick my dick, you prick. Everybody all together. Lick my dick, you prick. Well done, well done, well done, well done. You can all lick each other's dick after the open mic, right? If you have one. So after I knew how to pronounce lick and dick, I decided to do stand-up comedy. <laughs> you know, Pam knows this all stand-up comedy about, right? So I, I went to so many shows, and I got so disappointed. It's like everyone talks about sex. I, I cannot do that. I'm, I'm Chinese. Chinese don't talk about sex. Uh, we just do it. Yeah. And we do it a lot. Look at our population. 1.5 billion. That's how many sex per night. No worries if you don't know how to calculate it, because now you are American citizen, right? <laughs> Thank you so much. This is Cassie John. Have a great night. You ever heard about your next comedian i'm glad you're back in the game i haven't seen you in a couple weeks i love your new like um you look like cruella deville's um cousin's daughter or something like niece so you're like cruella deville's niece the nice one that's like i like puppies i don't know why you're doing that <laughs> hey everybody put your hands together for jessica carroll yay guys performing new jokes tonight i just sat on some piss in that bathroom y'all motherfuckers are dirty 
I'm so happy to be performing for all 10 of you. <laughs> Woo! Open up the fucking pit! Um, I've been using Tinder recently. <laughs> Incorrect reaction. I matched with a guy, and he asked me for my Instagram, so I obliged. And um, he follows me, and immediately I notice his handle, gothclit69. <laughs> so I'm thinking, this guy is hung. And he's DMing me, and I'm noticing a lot of spelling mistakes. And he goes, actually, can I voice message you? Both of my arms are broken. And so to validate, he sends me unsolicited pictures of him currently in the hospital. And I was like, I'd rather see your dick at that point. He's like, you want to hang out? I have Vicodin. <laughs> no, but I guess I know where you'll be. <laughs> the hospital, you guys. <laughs> um, I have a lot of weird ex-boyfriends. My last ex-boyfriend used to shed an entire top layer of skin once a year like a lizard. The first time I saw him do it, we were in bed, and he pulled this long strip of skin off of his chest and he holds it out he goes like this and i look at him and he looks at me and he goes what a young boy needs protein um he once said i think you should stop shaving your ass hair and I was like, okay. I'm 18, you guys, by the way. You don't have to feel weird. I know everybody has been making it seem like I'm like 15. So, um, He was like, I think you should stop shaving your ass hair. I was like, all right, I guess if that's what you're into. He said, no, 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 no. I'm just worried that you're slowing yourself down because ass hair makes you more aerodynamic. And he starts kind of going like this. And he's like, you see all this speed? That's my ass hair at work. <laughs> I was like, I don't think it matters if you're wearing pants. So what was the trial process to figure out that ass hair makes you faster? You know? Because you really have to have the wind blowing through your ass <laughs> to figure that out. So I was just kind of imagining like bottoms off, ass to the wind, just kind of pulling one of these. Definitely faster with the ass hair. Um, okay. So last joke of the night. Um, a lot of people have been more interested in me recently, maybe because I've been doing comedy. And um, I love my fans. They're always asking me questions like, how do you make it through life? And how do you know so much and also nothing at all? And I tell them very simply, I never learned how to multiply because ignorance is bliss. Thank you.
Space walk, talk strange like we York. Great hero Jim Thorpe. How can I put it? Life is like video footage. Hard to edit. Yay! She didn't learn anything and the whole system failed her. Yay! La la la. I used to be a teacher. <laughs> no, I got out before No Child Left Behind because I saw the systematic culling of critical thought from our education system. <laughs> yeah, I've thought about that a little bit. Uh, your next comedian has an amazing show that's going to be, it's going to be an open mic, uh, not this Sunday, but next Sunday, the 27th of February from 2 to 5 at Milk on Valencia. And it was such a good time last time, and I can't wait for it again. Put your hands together, everybody, for Riley Huff. Yay! From every angle. So, um, I don't know about you all, but, um, does anyone here like suck, like actually like sucking dick? Woo. I actually really like sucking dick. Um, everyone, okay. Everyone here knows that there's a G spot on the male body, right? Yeah. I call it the gag spot. Um, but okay, so yeah, not a lot of dick suckers in here. Not a lot of dick suckers, so this might be a weird set. But has anyone here ever blown a guy from California? Yeah. Anyone? <laughs> guys from guys from California um, have they? They're my favorite. They really have the best style. Um, I get it. It's a survival tactic. It's to make up for a complete lack of substance, but. It is such great style. It is such great style. Um, it's as if all the guys from California got together and they were just like, how can we make other people think that we care about them? I know, let's wear designer clothes. Um, I once dated this guy who was like, he was very much a Cali type. We had this like really serious relationship and we we're just hanging out one night. And I said, um, I asked him, I was like, what are some of your lifelong dreams, hun? And he thought I said, when does the new Supreme line drop? <laughs> really? Um, has anyone here ever uh, blown a guy from the Midwest? Anyone? Um, I've actually never hooked up with a guy from the Midwest. Um, I've never hooked up with a guy from one of the flyover states. I find that they usually have flyover face. It's just like, is that Vegas? Um, and I'm also, I identify as a swallower. I do, I identify as a swallower. And do um, you know, I mean, from the Midwest, you know that that cum is not skim. It is not 2%. That is a fucking buttercream load, for sure. <laughs> so stupid. Um, has anyone here, um, <laughs> has anyone here ever, uh, hooked up with a guy from New England? That's me. <laughs> um, guys from New England have a very particular smell to them, a very particular scent. It's kind of, they smell like a forest, but kind of sweaty at the same time. Um, so it's like, here's how I describe it. It's like if you, if you took the high school jock straight from the gym, right before he was about to go in the shower and just pushed him right through a wood chipper. Right through a wood chipper. Um, also, uh, <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe I'm outing myself here, but guys from New England don't shower very much. 
So um, here's here's the great thing about that though is they give you an amazing breakfast. So here's the thing is usually you know a lot of them live on farms. You know you, they go into the back. They have a chicken coop. They grab you. They grab one of the eggs from the chicken coop, and then what you do is you scrape off some of the dick cheese and you have a great omelet for when you're done having sex. <laughs> I love a cringe, I love a cringe. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if I have time to do anything else, but, but thank you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Nip Slip is the name of that. Riley Huff. On the 27th. And last time it was stacked with people. It was so fun. They were such a good audience. They really wanted to laugh and it was like raining outside. Anyways, it was a beautiful day. I remember it very well. All right, your next comedian. Thanks for being so patient. Um, you killed it the last time I saw you. Just saying that. I don't remember where it was. But everybody, Dan Britton. Yay! Street niggas feed off the chrome mic tend to squeeze off and spray an array of shots that travel down when disrespect my horrific pen as I yeah. um, How's my hair? Yeah. It's beautiful hair. No, 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 guys, trust me, I know. I don't know who showed up in the mirror this morning, but he was fucking Michelangelo with my hair. This is the kind of hair that I risk brain damage for because I can't wear a helmet when I'm riding my bike today. I think I'm gonna get fired because I fucked up at work today. My boss was like, Dan, I need you to write this letter to my lawyer. It's really, really important, not just for me, but for the company. I was like, I got you, boss. You can count on me. So I start writing the letter. Dear Mr. Polkowitz, very serious email, very serious email, very serious email, and at the end I wrote, regards, Dan Britton. Now, I don't know if any of you guys have looked at a keyboard lately, but the letter T is right above the letter G. So I typed, Dear Mr. Polkowitz, very serious email, very serious email, very serious email, various email, retards, comma, damn Britain. <laughs> and I sent that off. You may think, well, how could you not have noticed? Well. Retards is a word in the dictionary, so the little red line does not come up when you type retards in accidentally. And you know how like whenever like you're texting somebody, you can be like, fucking autocorrect, my bad. I had to be like, Mr. Polkowitz, <laughs> please forgive my very unprofessional, <laughs> very shamefully terrible autocorrect mistake. I feel like I still had to use professional writing even though I was trying to like save faith. There's something there. I'll get that, Joe. So I'm not too worried about uh, getting fired, though, because if I leave, I'm just going to get a job at Twitter. I heard today that Twitter gives 20 weeks of parental leave per child when a father has a child. I'm going to get hired there. Two weeks later, I'm going to have 17 illegitimate children consecutively. I'm not going to work for the next nine years. 20 weeks is half of the working year. And it's all no, I'm kidding. Do you guys think that humans are the only creatures with egos? I think they have to be. Like, do you think anyone's ever talked back to a salmon? And a salmon is just like, do you know who the fuck I am? Do you have any idea what I've done for bagels? 
Lord loves that joke. Or like a lobster who's like, I'm a bottom feeder. They only like me with butter. <laughs> but butter is soluble and I'm at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> A couple of weeks ago, I was having sex with this girl that I didn't know for very long. And in the middle of it, she goes, uh, uh, I love you. And so I stop. And she goes, what, what? why did you stop? And I was like, uh, you just fucking said, I love you. And she goes, oh, you don't have to worry about that. I was thinking about somebody else. <laughs> Some people are really into choking. Anybody here like choking? Yeah? I don't really understand the logic behind it. Doesn't really make me feel confident when she's telling me, like, you know, I'd rather be suffocating right now. <laughs> like, I know I'm here consensually, but I wish I couldn't breathe. <laughs> Is it just me, or do people who get married never run out of wedding photos to post online? My cousin is 16 years older than me. Anytime she has to post anything on Facebook, it could be a Black Lives Matter protest, it could be anything. It's a photo of her and her husband at a wedding. She's standing there like, and then in the comments she'll just write like, black people have suffered injustice for long enough in America. I'm like, bitch, you need context here. <laughs> One more thing and then I get out of here. Um, I think that the eulogy has to be the single most fucked up part of a friend dying or anybody dying. Because public speaking is like the number one fear, like over death. And then you cope that like, you're gonna go and speak in front of a bunch of people and that's your biggest fear. Oh, and by the way, your mom just died yesterday. That joke needs work, but there's something there. Thank you, good night. Me laughing, God, you see how he was laid out in the grass with dirt in his mouth. Slim woke him up, told me wild out, blood leaking from his teeth. He smiled like he done always bring the energy. Thanks, guys, for sticking around. We have one last comedian. Looks like he made it. Yay! Uh, I'm so excited. Every week we get through everybody here. Uh, clap your hands together for Newman. Shock! Yay! Apocalypse now. What's up, guys? Uh, Anybody here not single? Yeah, that that makes sense. Uh, that that yeah, that's fair. Um, this is gonna be a very romantic set or a very romantic joke. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna cheat on my girlfriend. I don't have a girlfriend, but as soon as I get one, I'm gonna cheat on her. You know, cause like, I don't know. I've been I've been thinking a lot about cheating on this girlfriend I don't have, and uh, I realized I'm only gonna cheat on this girlfriend for the right reasons. You know what I mean? Like um. If my girlfriend thinks I'm cheating on her and I'm not cheating her at that point, then I'm going to cheat on her, you know? Because I'm a good boyfriend, you know? I listen. I want to validate her feelings. Like, okay, that's fair enough. Um, I don't know. I was on a date recently at a Taco Bell because I'm a romantic. And, you know, while we were there, um, this guy, uh, he suddenly starts jerking off. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm cool with it. Like, it's a Taco Bell. I kind of expected something like this to happen. But my date, like, she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this guy is jerking off to me. And I was like, hey, this is San Francisco. He could be jerking off to me, too. You know, like, let's not be close minded here. And um, it was really she my date. She was like very like she believed that this guy was jerking off to her, like in like a very like religious context. You know, she was like, this guy's definitely jerking off to me. I'm going to figure it out. You go ask him. And I was like, 
my ego is not big enough to walk in this guy's firing zone. Like, you have the honor of being his subject of masturbation. I don't care, dude. But now she wants to find out. So she's like, fine, I'll go ask him. And like a true gentleman, I give her a napkin and say, good luck, you know? Luckily, nothing horrible happens. She comes back and she's like, he's not jerking off to either one of us. He's actually jerking off to a reflection of himself. You can see in the like window. And now that guy is my hero. Because that guy, like every time I think of self-confidence and self-love, I think of that guy, you know? Like that is a very beautiful concept. And um, I feel like astrology is getting out of hand right now, you know? Like um, my friend, she got a DOI recently. And uh, she was like, I'm just an Aries. And I was like, no, Jan, you're an alcoholic. I don't know what sign that is, but you need help. I... I don't know. I feel like we're getting to a point where, like, lawyers are going to be in court using astrology as, like, a legal defense, you know? Like, they're going to be like, my client killed eight people. But you know what? He's a moon rising. The victims are all sun rising. Mercury is in retrograde. That's what happens, you know? I, I don't know. I kind of wonder what, like, Ted Bundy's horoscopes were like, you know? Like, was he getting, like, those messages on his phone? Like, you're going to meet a lot of new people this year, but don't get too attached, you know? I, uh, I'm a psych major right now. I'm in school. I'm a, yeah, and um, being a psych major basically means that like I have issues, but I'm too proud to go to therapy. Yeah, I'm trying to do the DIY version of it, and like most DIY things, it's going horribly. You know, like I, I'm not fighting my demons. I just know their names now. Like me and PTSD are gonna get a drink after this. Like that's what's gonna happen. I guess I'll end with this. Um, I've been trying to date. No, really. What I'm doing is I've been uh, texting chicks at 3 a.m. That's what I've been doing. I uh, I texted this chick last night, asked if uh, she was up, and uh, she immediately replied no. <laughs> I thought the all caps was a bit much. Like I was like, she's supposed to be asleep. Let's commit to the bit, you know? All right, goodbye, guys. There's a throw in the disc, but then change the bank source. It can't flow. Must be the speech impediment. You got lost off the snare, off impeach the president. Whether in Amsterdam. Is that what that means, Newman? When someone texts you, you up? At three, that's like a booty call. And right, so that's what that means. That's the only reason that those exist. Somebody once texted me DTF and I didn't know what it meant. Because <laughs> I'm so old. Did you know? I'm so old, I thought Kanye West was an airline. Um, but it was, I, they texted me DTF and I was like, I don't know what that means. That's a compliment, right? Okay, good. It was a student and uh, so it was like, ah, college student, college students, you freaks. No, I used to teach college. I, would, I went and got my MFA and I thought about being a college professor. But then I decided I couldn't do that because I would fuck all my students. Like, <laughs> I, was, I have a MFA in poetry. Oh my God, 23-year-old poets. Oh my God, bring them on. Like, it'd just be like, mama wants a snack. <laughs> Sorry, they just wine, cheese, poetry. And they're like, write a poem about me. Sorry. A girl can dream. All right, thank you all for being here tonight. This has been amazing. Clap it up for Matt in the back. I mean, Perkins Warbeck. Uh, Perkins for, Warbeck. And listen to the Gates of Delirium. It's Gates like, of Delirium, it's Wednesdays at Prog 6 o'clock. Progressive Rock and Roll. The, the best. Progressive Rock and Roll. Very whimsical and exciting. Um, all right, we'll be back next week tomorrow at Atlas. is a fun show at 2 o'clock. And uh, bye. Yay, thanks for being here. Bye. Don't ever roam. We're gonna, I'm, I'm singing karaoke tonight. Anyway, I'm going to stay into it. I'm Condition and be critical. Peace the tank. Getting high on your physical. This next drink is a toast to your memory. When I go, how many niggas going to remember me? As high as
this chain get I'll allow us pop this shit Just like black shoe fit If you can't wear it Well don't fuck with it I despise your killing And raping You're despicable Are you my judge? It's just You should be punished I'm gonna we'll gather up. around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> International banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on unbreakable encryption. What if these codes were no longer secure? That nightmare scenario seems to be a reality. A shadowy underworld syndicate is auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for this ability? Someone has achieved the holy grail of code-breaking quantum computing. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the U.S. government and its personal, as the Enigma brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents, perhaps including his partner. John Wessex's The Enigma Brokers is the first book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! $4.99. I was just leaving the theater. <laughs> 1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior. Oh, right. And I started to do some thinking. Around in it on the freeway, and I'm having a really, really good time. Black, black, black. Looking big, splits and cruising. Saturday, noon two. On the freeway. Good to see you. Can I see? Laurie's staring at me. Voice is absolutely right. I am petty, rebellious, and adolescent. And I will cut the shit. Henry. Yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse.
Nurse Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Has John Clooney's friend and ally become a dangerous enemy? Private investigator Anton Gruber has been CIA agent John Clooney's trusted aide. Clooney may have questioned Gruber's taste in cuisine, but never his loyalty, until Gruber double-crossed him. Escaping with his life, Clooney is sidelined while his superior attempts to discover how Gruber was compromised. The investigation delves into Gruber's astonishing past, from his unpleasant days as an East German border guard to life as a narcotics agent, from his time in the tango clubs of Buenos Aires to a trip up the Amazon in search of Nazi gold. John Wessex's The Prague Deception is the third book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we gotta serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Are you looking for local handcrafted leather goods? Look no further than Skin on Skins, a local mission leather working shop. All original pieces handcrafted for you. Jackets, belts, purses, jewelry, everything made out of leather. You need your bicycle seat fixed? You want it in cool leather? Under can do it. You have a motorcycle that you want to fit out with side bags and cool stuff talk to under go to skinonskins.com that's s-k-i-n-o-n-s-k-i-n-s.com you just went to Folsom Street Fair and you don't have enough leather go see under everything is handcrafted and understated quality fine leather handcrafted goods for all of your needs he also does fixes maybe you love that jacket he'll put the zipper back in Talk to Under at SkinOnSkins.com at 20th and Mission. Check them out at SkinOnSkins.com. Volunteer for the San Francisco Food Bank. The San Francisco Food Bank relies on volunteers like you to help sort, package, and distribute healthy food to people in need in San Francisco. Each year, over 
22,000 people contribute thousands of hours to fighting hunger in our community. This support will enable the SF Food Bank to distribute 43.5 million pounds of food this year, enough for 93.000 meals every day. But they can't do it without volunteers. Visit www.sffoodbank.org slash volunteer. Again, www.sffoodbank.org slash volunteer to find out how Talk with you. 